Welcome to the Athena Wellness Podcast, the show that invites you to take a seat around the community fire and listen to stories that inspire. I'm your host, Kathy Robinson, author, coach, and founder of Athena Wellness, a company that helps you live well and live long so you can do the things that light you up with the people you love. Hello, and welcome to episode 11. This episode is being released on Valentine's Day, which is celebrated in North America, the UK, France, and Australia. And while I don't find commercial holidays all that appealing, there is a joy in expressing affection for our significant other with some sort of token or celebration or both. It's a day that makes me smile because my parents were married on February 14th in 1953, and for years, my mom made my dad a heart-shaped cake and decorated it with the number of years they were married. It would have been their 68th wedding anniversary today. Just like my mom and dad did for decades, we easily acknowledge the importance of spending quality time to nurture our relationships. But kind words and sweet actions can extend beyond our one and only. As we move through the Northern Hemisphere winter, or if you're lucky, the Southern Hemisphere summer, it can be the perfect time to gift ourselves with the same love and thoughtfulness in the form of self-care. Good self-care is having respect for our own well-being and happiness. It starts with recognizing where we can judge or be critical of ourselves, especially when negative thoughts or feelings arise, and deciding to choose kindness instead. Over time, we can learn to pause in times of emotional reactivity and take a deep breath. And then with practice, we find we can choose more compassionate behavior And that's what leads to making healthier choices for ourselves, mind, body, and spirit. With that sense of gentleness, here are the themes we'll be exploring today. One, defining what good self-care is for you. Two, identifying self-care needs and selecting a focus activity. And three, creating a self-care refueling plan. So sit back, take a nice long breath to ground yourself in presence, and let's get started. Number one, defining what good self-care is for you. A quick online search will result in lots of self-care ideas and plans and philosophies. But real self-care is deeply personal. It's about feeling good and honoring your needs. And those needs change from person to person. In fact, I've found that not only have my own self-care needs shifted, as I move from one phase of life to the next, but they also vary seasonally as well. When I was in my 20s, I prided myself on working hard and playing hard, keeping the pedal to the metal for as long as I could. At some point, I'd start running on empty until something, usually exhaustion, prompted a little self-care attention, uh, like a full night of sleep. And that was enough to recharge my batteries in those days and get myself back in the game. But as I got older, I began to understand the importance of incorporating a little downtime into my schedule. And back then, it was usually on Sundays to leisurely connect with myself and my loved ones. It was a way of slowing down and rebalancing before it was time to re-engage with the corporate world on Monday morning. 
And this became a weekly practice that I looked forward to, whether it was brunch at home or coffee and the New York Times at the beach. And yes, I'm dating myself. Back in the days when an actual newspaper was delivered that you could take with you. Over the last decade, though, I've learned to integrate self-care into my days. I started small, daily meditations that took no longer than five or ten minutes. And during my last years in corporate, while I was getting Athena Wellness up and running and writing the book, the coffee pot would go off at 3.45 so I could be writing by 4. And that was followed by a workout. But when I got to the office, I could fully focus on my corporate responsibilities because I knew I had already invested in myself for that day. These days, the coffee pot goes off at 4.45. And my morning routine includes any combination of meditation, journaling, and reading, followed by a workout. I have scheduled writing sessions at 8 a.m. on Monday through Friday, and it's my goal to have completed my morning routine, along with having made the bed, showered, and having some fruit before I sit down to write with the group. And by 9 a.m., once I'm done with that first hour of writing, I feel like I accomplished something, no matter what the rest of the day brings. It's important to note that while the activities are the same, the timing for me will shift as the days get longer and the weather warms. I may go for an outdoor run after my writing session in the spring, uh, but before it in the summertime because of the heat. I like the shifts in routine that the seasons bring because it keeps my routines fresh. I share my routine by way of example, not something you should follow. I'm by nature an early riser, and so it works for me. And I know if you're not, what I just outlined probably sounds miserable to you. It took a lot of experimentation for me to get to a place that felt right. The last piece clicked into place when I found my morning writing group. Knowing I have that standing appointment motivates me to get my day going, and I really look forward to seeing them. So why should we even focus on self-care? It's simply this. Good self-care practices balance our personal needs with the needs of others, from partners to our family and friends to our professional responsibilities. This means prioritizing what supports your well-being in ways that energize and feel good to you. And I want to emphasize the what feels good to you part. When we think of wellness, well-being, or even just plain good health, it can be easy to get caught up in comparison. That can have an adverse effect as we feel the weight of the things that we should be doing or living up to someone else's unattainable expectation or someone else's version of wellness. And I speak from experience here. But as you listen to the podcast, I invite you to hold the intention of finding one thing that would positively impact your well-being that you would find most enjoyable to do. We'll talk about incorporating it into your days later in the show by creating a self-care plan. And that approach is proactive. But many times self-care can be reactive, as it was for me in my 20s when my body would just start to break down from exhaustion. So let's talk a bit about the signals that our body sends us when more self-care is needed. First, the physical signs. 
This can look like exhaustion, being overscheduled, having an illness from minor headaches to colds to something more chronic, maybe a buzzy head or brain fog, sleep deprivation, maybe craving junk food, having a change in appetite, or even experiencing insomnia. Some mental and emotional signs include feelings of overwhelm, anxiety, letting important things slip, feeling stressed, or having no motivation, and even feeling just a vague loss of focus. Spiritual signs can show up as a sense of emptiness or insignificance, maybe not having any time alone to connect with yourself, or feeling little depth in the connection with your loved ones, and maybe just an overall lack of joy. There can also be temporary or longer-term events that drain your energy, such as a change in family situations, new job, new school, moving, a breakup, a death, illness, maybe a change in your finances. Perhaps you became a caregiver recently or suffered an accident or an injury, either yourself or a loved one. And maybe, like the rest of us, you're just working through external factors, like what it's like to be living through a pandemic. In these types of situations, taking time for yourself can feel selfish or even like a luxury that you just can't afford. But it's especially important in demanding times to take good care of yourself. It helps you stay resilient and keeps you functioning so that you can do the work you're being called to do. If your self-care is feeling selfish or like a luxury, it may not be self-care at all. It may be self-indulgence, and it's worth saying a few words on the difference between the two. Self-indulgence is usually driven by emotion and often spontaneous and used as a means of escape. Self-indulgent activities can generate a sense of immediate gratification and often a sense of regret afterwards. And it also comes at the expense of our physical and mental well-being, not in service of it. Conversely, self-care has intentional and nourishing qualities, even if the activity causes some discomfort in the moment, such as exercise or getting up at 4.45. True self-care activities are rooted in presence and bring long-term positive impact. Let's move on to number two identifying your self-care needs, and selecting a focus activity. I like to think of self-care as a mindset that helps us create behaviors to prioritize physical, mental, and spiritual health. Even though I have established practices, I'm always looking for new ways to change it up. Maybe you are too. And if this is new to you, this next section will be a great starting point to determine where you'd like to begin. It's important to note that my self-care routines have evolved and expanded throughout the years. As I mentioned, I started small and I added activities a little at a time until they were integrated into my daily routines. As old, unproductive habits slipped away, there was more time for new, beneficial ones. And I'll be sharing more about that evolution of my self-care routine and my plan in our next Wellness Wednesday show, which is episode 12. 
If this is new to you, please start with small steps. Pick one thing that's sustainable and enjoy the feeling it gives you. You can always expand your time commitment and add other practices whenever you feel ready. I'm going to review a list of prompts in the form of questions to help you determine where you feel some energy or heat. As you listen, just notice what piques your interest and where you'd like to explore further. Let's start with the body. How's your overall health? Are there wellness appointments that you've been putting off? Are you getting good quality sleep? Do you feel rested in the morning? Does your current way of eating fuel your activities? Are you feeling well-fed? Does your body respond well when you challenge it? How does your body feel when you get out of bed or at the end of the day? Do you move it daily? Do you feel strong, flexible, fit? Now on to the mind. Does your mind feel agile? Do you feel mentally stimulated? How do you keep mentally fit? Do you have a healthy way to process emotions? Do your relationships feel nurturing? Do you invest time with family and friends? Are your social boundaries healthy and respected? Do you say no when you don't want to do something? Lastly, spirit. How do you nurture your spirit? Do you have a spiritually connecting practice like mindfulness, meditation, a formal religion, yoga, or being in nature? Are you curious and reflective about your life experience? Do you have a way to connect deeply with yourself that feels honoring, such as journaling? Would you like to pause more during the day in gratitude? Or to be self-compassionate so you can radiate it to others? Reviewing these questions were meant to get you thinking and to show you the good range of possibilities that you can explore. Just keep any area that resonated in mind as we move to the next section, which is three, creating a self-care plan. We've already established that self-care is dynamic and should be personalized for your current needs. So let's create a workable plan to help consistently recharge your batteries. This simple plan has three parts, the why, the what, and the when. First, the why. Let's start with the overall purpose of your plan. What are you aiming for? A relief from stress? Maybe a deeper sense of self? It could be something fun, like wanting to reconnect with the things that brought you joy as a kid. Your why is the emotion related to the outcome. That means how you want to feel as a result of your effort. For example, if you're looking for relief from stress, Your why can be peaceful or calm or rested. If you want a deeper sense of self, your why might be connected or loved or rejuvenated. If you want to recapture a little childhood magic, maybe your why is energetic or playful or proud like kids, ta-da, or maybe just happy and joyful, and they all sound like great whys. Once you've connected with your why, move on to the what. Now it's time to select an activity that you feel will help you refuel. 
You can choose to do something, meaning to add an activity to your day, or you can choose to stop doing something. And that's really helpful for those who are time crunched and you want to improve your wellness, but you're so overstretched at the moment that you don't feel you have time. As an example of this, if you want to improve your sleep, you might choose to cut out an afternoon cup of coffee or a glass of wine after dinner, both of which can impact sleep, but don't add an activity to your plate. Whatever you choose, keep it simple and lighthearted. What can you do for yourself that you would gladly do for another? Here are a few ideas to give yourself the gift of presence and in turn, some self-love. So if you're feeling overscheduled, here's some ways to invite a little space throughout your day. The first is to put your phone on silence for brief periods or turn off notifications. That one was a game changer for me. You can try micro meditations focusing on gratitude. You can set your watch to prompt you for a few deep breaths during the day or use that reminder to ground yourself in some sort of sensory detail. Sound, sight, smell, taste, texture, anything to bring you back to the present moment. Another suggestion is to help listen, to invite a deeper conversation with yourself. You can choose to do nothing while being mindful of the experience. This was important to me in my last few years of corporate, taking five minutes in the morning to just do nothing and be in that space. You can try to meditate or try a guided visualization. Many of those only take five or ten minutes. You can read a passage from an inspirational book in the morning or maybe jot a few notes down in a journal. Here's one of my favorites taking a few mindful sips of my morning coffee. You can also create a nice atmosphere for yourself using candles or aromatherapy, um, maybe on the weekends, just to kind of create a little space for yourself, as well as surrounding yourself with plants or natural objects, whatever things you find to be beautiful. For those who have the capacity to add activities to their day, You could create something or volunteer, maybe learn a healthy skill or take in some natural inspiration like a sunrise or stargazing or a beachcombing. If you want to be a little bit more playful, you may want to prepare a healthy meal and enjoy it picnic style, whether indoors or out. Maybe move your body in a new and fun way. You can perform random acts of kindness or maybe breathe new life into old practices. Um, You may want to take yourself on an artist date or a long walk or a hike, maybe buy yourself some flowers. You may want to go ahead and give yourself a little wink in the mirror as you walk by, compliment yourself, or seek out a good belly laugh. Maybe plan a road trip to nowhere with uh, snacks and tunes and set out on a, a path unknown. If you're in need of some restful activities, maybe a self-care date, an at-home spa day, a day with no tech, uh, maybe taking an essential oil bath, watching the sunset, taking a nap. 
You may also choose to create a routine to deepen your sleep. And lastly, you can plan a vacation or maybe even a weekend getaway for a date sometime later this year. Now that you have your why and your what, let's move on to your when. One of my business mentors asked me this question when we were discussing business strategies. What does easy look like? In other words, he was encouraging me to keep it simple, not to add complexity, which is a natural tendency when we're planning something new. So I offer those words of wisdom to you. How can you create a simple plan that encourages you to show up consistently, to feel the benefits fairly quickly, and to come to regard this activity as a healthy treat you enjoy? How can you make this a plan to restore yourself? Simple for you might look like this. If you love to learn the guitar but have no time, can you find or create a playlist you can listen to in the morning to start your day? Doing a little something that feeds you will boost your vibe and keep you engaged. The word schedule makes some people run away and for others, routine brings great comfort. Plan your when to align where you fall on this spectrum. If you love routine, schedule a specific amount of time on specific days. For example, lunchtime walks on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and a weekend hike with the kids. If you're more free-spirited, keep a running list of activities that make you feel like your why and the times you're most likely to enjoy them. For example, journaling on weekend mornings. Whatever technique you use, Check in with yourself from time to time. Notice how you're feeling and adjust as needed to keep your tank full. The very act of slowing down, even for short amounts of time, can have great benefit. By committing to a consistent self-care program, your partner, family, and friends will feel the effects as your stress levels decrease and your well-being increases. The better we are at taking care of ourselves, the more energy we'll have to share with others. Thank you so much for joining me today. I know there are many ways you can spend your time. Thank you for choosing to spend it with me. Until our paths cross again, be kind to yourself and show your warrior spirit some love. And thank you to all the listeners who have subscribed and left a rating or review. Not only does that ensure you'll never miss an episode, but it also helps others find their way to our circle. And if you'd like access to the show notes, have a question you'd like addressed on a future episode, or would like a transcript of this episode, visit www.athenawellness.com podcast. Until next time, be well.